Hey, how's it going, everyone? Jeff Johnson from the Gazette here, decked out in my nice pink Tommy Hilfiger shirt. And Jeff Linder, Natalie clad in a black T-shirt. Is that what you got? Black Green? Iowa State Stingers quarter zip. Iowa, oh, very nice. Very yeah. nice. Circa 2020. Wow. wow. Awesome. We are here to uh, to talk Probably one of my newest articles of clothing. Is that right? It's only three years old, so you, you know, you know me. Clothing. I love it. I love it. Vintage clothing. So uh, we're here to talk some hoops, boys and girls, uh, maybe some Iowa women's hoops, uh, women's hoops overall here on the college level. And what we are going to call after many nice, wonderful suggestions, uh, the Call It Both Ways podcast. And uh, Josh and John from the Iowa City Officials Association, we're still waiting for that check, so you can be the official sponsor of this thing, by the way. So it was uh, it was John Matthias's, uh suggestion uh, to have us call it both ways, but we had a lot of good, a lot of good uh, ideas from from folks out there, and you know we've done this for multiple years, Lindy, and just never really got anything that that nothing stuck. ever stuck, did it? No. Not a thing. So I think we're gonna do it. Call it both ways, which is uh, which I like, and I think Jeff likes yeah. too. So it's, uh, it 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 goes well with uh, what we hear just about every Tuesday and Friday night. <laughs> Did you get it uh, Tuesday night? Did you hear? It? I don't think so. I no. don't think so. I. I, uh, if I did, I wasn't paying attention, which is probably for the best. The yes. less I pay attention, the less I have rabbit ears, the better off I usually am. Absolutely. Um, I didn't even get through the sophomore game Tuesday night without hearing it. So, and then, uh, repeatedly through the varsity game. So I had, uh, the Cedar Falls student section, not calling anybody out because it was multiple. It wasn't them, just them, but they were kind of sitting behind me and on the scores bench at Kennedy the other night. So. Uh, heard a lot of things. Heard mm -hmm. a lot of <laughs> hey, while, while we're talking about chants and stuff, um, I heard the overrated chant go about twice through, uh, right behind the Clear Creek bench. It was, I think, mostly the JV girls from from Clear Creek Amana. After uh, it was clear that they were going to beat Solon, and uh, the coach uh, PJ Sweeney just turned around and gestured and basically said, "Knock it off." which I thought was awesome. Very much so. Um, yeah, I never understood that. Yeah. There's a lot of those I don't understand. You can't do that. That's one I don't understand. Yeah. Because, well, the person can. Just, literally just did that. Yeah. It may have been a violation, but they did yeah. just. So, uh, anyway, we kid, we kid for the most part. Uh, Jeffrey, uh, why don't we uh, – Start out with um, we we'll go girls first, women sure. first, girls sure. first. Uh, you've had a week more to your season on the girls side than the boys have, and uh, you've got rankings and and everything. The boys don't yet. So, um, where do you want to start? Uh, well, um, I guess we'll start at the top. Um, we're down to four, just four girls unbeaten right now. I think. Wow. Uh, Clear, Clear Creek, Amana, Mount Vernon, Jessup, and North Fayette Valley, I think, is all that's left. So, Any of those um, a surprise? What's that? Any of those a surprise? Um, no. Um, no. I, I guess 
you know, North Fed Valley, but I'm not sure they've really played anybody yet. They've got MFL uh, tomorrow. So, so that'll be a nice test for them. Um, you know, the, the Walmack teams are going to knock each other off. And uh, so far they've been taking turns knocking off teams from the MVC. Uh, the Walmack is eight and two against the MVC so far, which I think says quite a bit about both leagues at this point. Um, you know, there's going to be two or three teams on, on both sides of the, of the uh, Walmack. They're going to be very good. I'd say uh, Marion's been a nice surprise. They're seven or eight and one right now. Uh, beat Benton Community in triple overtime Tuesday, and in what must have been a heck of a ball game. And uh, you know, Mount Vernon and Solon are both really, really good. Clear Creek's really good. Benton's good. So uh, Walmack's going to be really good. Um, what uh, What have you seen so far in the boys? Well, um... or is it too early to tell? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, we we've got like some teams that um, have only played two games, to be mm-hmm. honest, yeah, already. Uh, I think Williamsburg is one of those, to be uh, if if I remember correctly. And you know, Kennedy, uh, which we all knew was going to be really really good, um, has played three games. <laughs> you know, uh, had a good one the other night against Cedar Falls, a three point game, which uh, in a in a slow half court game that that coach John McCollum kind of mentioned was uh, uh, exactly like their uh, game against Pleasant Valley at the state tournament last year that, that Kennedy lost mm-hmm. um, the only loss of the season last, last season. So uh, I think a game that'll really help Kennedy kind of moving forward. I mean, it's Jeff, as you know, when you blow out everybody and, and you, you know, you, you impose your will on, on teams and uh, you know, run and, uh, you know, get the transition going and, and turn the other team over and uh, and things like that. And the spread gets out of hand, as, as Kennedy did almost uh, at will last season. Right. That didn't happen right away early. So I think that's this is a, a good test for, for Kennedy early. But, yeah, that was um, – that's kind of uh, uh, the big thing that I've learned so far. Metro, How would you compare Kennedy to this year to last year? Is it too early to tell? Yeah, I think it's real too early. They're they're a little different. I think um, maybe not as good a three point shooting team. They didn't really shoot it well at all from three point range Tuesday night, for instance. Not saying they don't have three point shooters, but uh, you know, last year they had Dolphin and Reed, who were you know two dominant guards, uh, and they both shot it really really well. Uh, from three-point range, and and so far, I don't think that this team has shown quite that ability. But it's it's the uh, you know deep, um, you know I think for the most part has some size, uh, obviously a lot of experience, and uh, you know it's going to be really interesting to to see. I I don't know that uh, Kennedy's going to be real tested much. I I think the valley might be down a little bit. I like Kennedy. Uh, Cedar Falls, obviously, Iowa City West, I think, is a real good team. And, and Dubuque Seniors a real good team. And then I think there there might be a little bit of a drop-off after that mm-hmm. with, with those four. So, um, But, you know, saying that, Lindmar's 4-0, won every game by four points or less. So, a real nice start for the Lions. I, I can see Cedar Rapids Xavier, for instance, uh, you know, being a big factor in, in 3A as we go along, starting a couple of sophomores and 
uh, go six eight six nine up front. Um, Tyler Nedelicki, the senior, is, uh, centers had a real nice start to to his season. So uh, I think that's a team that everybody needs to look out for in three as we go along. So um, Jeff, I, you know, you talked a little bit about it, but uh, I think we talked off off air. Uh, the Valley on the girls' side, and and maybe the Metro overall is just. Um, Everything goes in cycles, right? And yeah. maybe this is a little bit of a of a down year uh, for both. Yeah, yeah, and I, you know, I sugarcoated it. Yeah, it's down, and uh, and I I know I've brought it up before, kind of ad nauseum, but uh, twenty twenty three, which is almost done, uh, there was not a Metro slash Iowa City five A state qualifier in basketball, softball, volleyball. Wow. And that's that's not that's not good. That's not a good sign. Um, I'll tell you, Prairie might be able to break through. Uh, they've got a nice team in, in Kenyon Murray's second year. Um, some really good young kids. Um, they've uh, you know the last two games they've put a pretty good pounding on on Washington and Lenmar. I think it was seventy to twenty nine against Lenmar the other night. And, and Lenmar's not bad. Uh, you know they're a they're a 500 kind of team in in 5A. Although you saw you saw that 25-22 game on last week, didn't you? Um, yeah. Well, less said about that, the better. But um, uh, Prairie might be pretty good. Uh, they might be a team that uh, uh, is able to rise a little bit and maybe host a regional final come late February, and that would be that you know that might be a sign that they might be able to break through um uh you know a, a lot of average in, in the mvc i think city high might be a little better i wrote about them for for uh for friday's notes uh, i think they're a little bit better in year two under lindsey bernard um you know xavier's going to be fine eventually they'll, they'll be you know i think they'll be in the mix as far as getting to state and 4a um, Western Dubuque was a five win team last year, but, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they won 14 this year. I think, I think they're, they're probably a, a good contender contender to win the, uh, the Valley division. I think Cedar Falls is probably the best all around team in on either side. I think Wallard's going to be uh, a handful in three a as well. Very play anybody out of conference, Jeff, that like, well, they, <laughs> They opened with Johnston and uh, lost by 40, but they haven't lost since. Uh, they've beaten Iowa City West, Waterloo West, Wash, and Linmar all by double figures. Um, I'm looking here. I don't see another non-conference game on their schedule on what I've got on my grids, but there might be one more that I don't have. I'm, I don't know, but uh, – you know, they, they lost big to Johnston, but a lot of teams are going to lose big to Johnston. They're just – the Dragons are really, really good. Uh, borderline a top 25 team nationally. Wow. Um, just They're just in the middle of a, a really good cycle, and there's really not much insight out there. So uh, CIML, again, has, has probably the most of the power. Is that yeah. accurate? Yeah, CIML. Yeah. Um, Two teams in the MAC are really good. Davenport North's really, really good. They've got a bunch of good uh, juniors. Uh, PV is still good. Cedar Falls. So I, I would say, you know, unless Prairie can break through, it might be like six CIML and two 
uh, Mac or maybe five plus Cedar Falls and two from the Mac unless uh, if Prairie would get through that would uh, you know change that configuration a little bit. It's kind of crazy we're talking postseason already and we're only what <laughs> two weeks into this thing or whatever. Yeah, I know it. I know it. So, um, you know what uh, is the power in the CIML for the boys too? It's really interesting. I'm trying to figure that out, honestly. Um, you know, West Des Moines Valley was kind of a surprise state champ in 4A last year. Um, returned everybody um, from that team. And, you know, but but I think Waukee and Waukee Northwest both lost a lot of significant players. Johnston seems to be down maybe a little bit from what it has been. So you know we'll have to we'll have to wait and see. I I don't know. I, I there's a lot of questions. I guess I would say in in four A. I think uh, you know Valley's legit, obviously, and Kennedy's legit. Then we'll have to wait and wait and see after that. You know maybe in in four A. And I'm not sure. Um, you know out west. Uh, you know along the the Missouri River there that uh, just hasn't. Uh, Sioux City has, has had some really, really good clubs out there, but just hasn't been in that same realm uh, as everyone else. And I see, believe it or not, Council Bluff Jefferson has a real nice team, Lindy, which is good. nice to see. Um, I think won the first five games and played Sioux City East pretty tough uh, the other night in a head-to-head -head matchup. So that's a school, you know, as, as you know, that really does – seem to have a lot of success in most areas yeah, yeah. Uh, so just uh just a good thing and one thing i wanted to bring up is really strange grandview christian which is obviously the, the big small school power in this state uh played back-to-back -back games over here in eastern iowa monday night they were at makokita uh and lost uh, a close game and then tuesday night they played against cedar rapids washington here in town and Did beat they the stay overnight somewhere over here? They drive I back don't forth know. Today. That's a great question. You wouldn't think they. That's a lot of travel, right? But yeah. Um. I just you know I think GVC and, and maybe you know a little bit. Obviously, uh, they uh they've got a girls team as well. Obviously, mm -hmm. but um, I think they're trying. They're going to get into a conference next year, if I heard right. Is have you heard anything about that? This is all. Kind of no, where, where so they're independent now, correct? Have, have yeah, they always yeah. been independent? Or yeah, they used to be are you sure they weren't in the uh bluegrass for a couple of years? Oh boy. I mean that would be that would be a big mismatch in terms of yeah, talent in basketball. Little, 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 <laughs> um I'm just trying to think where they would fit. Would they be like could you put in, them in like that West Central conference with like Woodward Granger? Um, ACGC, some of those schools, or do you even go bigger than that? Uh, I don't know. The, again, this is just kind of secondhand. I, I I should talk to more people about about this. Would they be a fit with the the league with Des Moines Christian? Well, Christian's it's quite a bit, a little bit, isn't see. it? Let me effort on where Des Moines Christian is these days, because I think they're kind of a big fish in okay so it looks like it looks like uh des moines christian is in that conference that i was talking about that west central athletic conference yes. 
Okay. West Central Valley, Woodward Granger, Pleasantville, Van Meter, uh, uh, some of those. Okay, okay. So maybe, and I think Van Meter might be going to a bigger conference as well. I, I don't know if they're going into the heart of Iowa. I don't oh, know. It, it, it's hard to keep track. It's it's hard to uh, differentiate where some of these schools are, where they're going, and where they probably should be. Yeah, yeah. But I, I just thought it was really, really strange <laughs> in a way. Yeah. But they aren't independent. So, you know, you got to find games or you, you can find games. And I know they've played a couple of the city schools in Des Moines already. Um, and the real interesting thing with Grandview, uh, which obviously beat North Lynn for the 1A title last year, uh, mm-hmm. is, Voluntarily went up to two A this year, uh-huh. uh, and I don't know exactly the reasoning behind that. Um, it was kind of surprised me, honestly, yeah. um, that anybody would volunteer to do that. But uh, gonna be gonna be a handful in two A. <laughs> yeah, well, I know I know West Hancock did that for girls sports or for girls basketball for a few years because. You know, they were they're not that far geographically from Newell Fonda and from Algona Garrigan, which were both really, really good there. And Newell Fonda, well, they both still are. But uh, so they opted up to play two a uh, girls basketball for a couple, three years. So, I wonder if you get a nudge maybe from 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 somebody saying, you know, why don't you why don't you do it? I, I don't know. Yeah. I, and I, 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 I could I could see that with Grandview Christian, some people saying, you know, they're you you really don't belong in one. So, yeah, I, a lot of people have been saying that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we've discussed this before. So, uh, you talk, Jeff, going back to the girls here, we, we keep popping back and forth here, but, uh, North Van Valley, I believe. And, and you said, uh, yes. What other, what other smaller schools are, or I, I know North has got another really, really nice. Yeah. Team. Um, yeah, Northland's really, really good again. Uh, don't imagine they're uh, they're going to suffer too many losses here. Uh, probably they'll probably go the rest of the regular season without getting beat. Uh, okay. They lost a one pointer to to Clear Creek and Mana uh, at rivalry Saturday, and they've kind of been blistering everybody since. Um, just kind of looking one A. Um, Montezuma's still good. Uh, Lone Tree's eight and one. I'm not sure how how powerful they are, if that's a little bit more, says a little bit more about their conference. Um, Edco's got a nice team. Uh, Springville's, uh, you know, I think a little bit better than than people thought they would be. They've won five in a row. They're six and three now. They've got a another good young player in uh, Rowan Jacoby. A nice, uh, nice looking post, about 6'2", rebounds well, scores well. I think she's leading the area and scoring at about 25 a game. Um, Regina's got a very good team in two A. They might uh, they might be the second best team in two A behind Dyke New Hartford. Dyke New Hartford obviously is tremendous. They've won three in a row. Um, you know, and uh, we talked about a little bit about Jessup. Uh, Cascade's always good. Mac Valley's all, always good. So that kind of those are kind of our our good one A and two A teams. Um, you know, other than North Lynn, who's uh, who's looking good one A two A boys with you. Yeah, Northland, right? Uh, yeah. You know, kind of rolled through the schedule so far. I had a had a close game with with Albernet. That's always a um, a close game. Those two schools, uh, Albernet is going to be fine. Then kind of kind of getting its feet underneath it a little bit. Uh, lost They're two way, aren't they? 
Yeah, yeah, um, they are. Uh, Makoka has got a real nice team in in three A. That's uh, that's undefeated. Uh, you know, so far I've been playing without one of uh one of its uh multiple year starters who got hurt the other night uh in a game against Cascade that had to be postponed. He was ran into the bleachers from what I was told, kind of head first and uh was hurt pretty badly, but uh uh he's doing fine now. Makokita hasn't really missed a beat uh or too many uh beats so far. Kyoto's got a nice team undefeated. That's that's another kind of perennial um perennially good program. Seven and oh plays Linville Sully tomorrow night, which is six and all uh down there in the sickle, the South Iowa Cedar League and uh wrote something for uh for tomorrow uh just posted online on decor which has a really really nice team as well kind of a unique deal they went went to state two years ago for the first time and since the 1970s um as you know uh all state kid back in ben bachman uh who's a wing a senior wing and and there's like you know i don't know four uh four or five seniors then they've got uh, uh, a point guard, Trey McCain, who missed all last season with an ACL tear. Uh, he's trying to work his way back. He's back in there. They got Zach uh, Driscoll, who was an All State player in two A at MFL Marmac. He transferred in, and then they've got uh, uh, Kale LaFrance, Rafe's oldest son, uh, who's a six eleven sophomore. Uh, so they've got a lot of really, really good parts, but they really haven't played together, um, a whole lot yet. So that, that's a team that should be really, really good and should continue to get better and better as the season goes on and already undefeated and, you know, it's beaten, uh, Western Dubuque, Dubuque Wallert, um, beat Crestwood the other night by 60. So that's another team that, uh, you know, I think you really need to, to look out for and. Monticello again, another, you know, you know how it is. You got the powers yeah. and the girls on the boys' side, you know, programs that have been established and built. Uh six and oh uh Monticello. Are they two A or three A this year? They've kind of been going yeah. back and forth. Two A. Two A, I believe. And uh, you know, it's interesting. Iowa City Regina's won five in a row. And that's where uh Paul Runquist went, uh, who won a state title at Mount Pleasant and then was an associate head coach with Steve Bergman over there at West for five, six years. And he decided to to take the Regina job this year. And uh, Regina with a nice win over West Branch uh, Tuesday night, which is uh, another team with uh outstanding guard named Holden Arneman. Uh, Regina's won five in a row. And uh, looks like it's uh, it's got some things going, too, there under, under Paul, which doesn't surprise me. He's a... Uh, He's a great coach. So, um, Jeff, individual wise, if folks wanted to go out and watch a girls' game somewhere, uh, maybe give them an idea of of uh, some of the top talent, uh, either small school, big school, whatever. Yeah, um, I, the the best player in the area is is probably Kelly Levine from from uh, from Solon. Um, she's gonna go play at Iowa next year. Uh, she's got she's got a complete game. She's she's a really nice ball player, uh, about five ten ish, five five nine, ten eleven somewhere in there. Uh, Libby Fandel, uh, Cedar Rapids Xavier. Uh, she's fantastic. Um, just you know, another one with an all around game. Her outside game's really 
improved a lot and uh she she does a lot well for them um let's see out in the area uh has got some really nice young talent uh some a couple sophomores that are really good uh you talked about decora they've got a nice player Yasmin Witsit. um uh north lynn's got three really good guards uh uh the, the bogey girls and and uh uh, Cameron Kurt as well. So they've got some, some really good talent. I talked about Jacoby over at Springville. Um, you know, I, I'd say that's, that's a pretty good start. And, uh, um, you know, the, I, th I don't think you can shake a stick at, at a Womack school and not, not, uh, <laughs> not, not find some pretty good talent at one, any of those schools. That's, that's good. That's good. Um, yeah. should we talk a little bit Iowa women or is there, yeah, the, yeah, the, I had, uh, I'll tell you, and this kind of ties the the preps and the, the women together. I was, uh, I really got lucky uh, schedule wise. I went up to watch uh, Iowa, Wisconsin on Sunday and I saw, I looked on the schedule uh, before the season started and McFarland and Verona area were playing against each other and they both have a, uh, an Iowa signee. Uh, Verona area has uh, Taylor Stremlo and, um, uh, McFarland has um, Tegan Mullaney and uh, got to see them play against each other. Uh, Mullaney had uh, 32 points, I think. Uh, Verona had the better team, though. Uh, they won the game. Uh, Stremlo did a little bit of everything well. I think she scored. I think she scored 17. They had another girl that scored 31 that's going to St. Cloud State, and she's she's really good too. But uh, I guess the thing I noticed about that game was Wisconsin is not a shot clock state yet and oh, really? right they play 18 minute halves up there huh. so um about five six minutes to go the uh, verona started slowing it down a little bit and i look up to see you know how much time's <laughs> on the shot clock and there's not a shot clock there <laughs> so now that we've got it um you know i um, I'm not going to bow down to the people who were almost militant about, oh, <laughs> we need a shot clock here in Iowa, but, uh, yeah, they were right. And now that well, we've got it, I think, I think it's a good addition. I agree. And we, we both admitted it. We didn't like it <laughs> Yeah. first. Uh, but yeah, I agree, Jeff. It's, it was a good thing. And, yeah. uh, 18 minute halves. Is that yeah. So there's no, I mean, there's no breaks anywhere in those 18. It's just straight no. unless teams call timeouts and yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. I, I think Minnesota plays nine-minute quarters, don't they? Yes, correct. Okay. So um, that's that's interesting. That's really interesting. Yeah. What's the quality, what the quality of ball from what you saw compared to? Um, well, I think we, it was the top five matchup up there. Um uh, Verona would be their equivalent of a 5A school, and okay. uh, McFarland would be their equivalent of a 4A school. Um, you know, after seeing that and seeing Clear Creek and Solon, I, I don't think it's any better up there than it is here. I, I would say our, our our good schools are are every bit as good as as theirs are. Um, yeah. Uh, um, one thing one thing I wanted to throw back at you uh, now that we're playing. Uh, with a different bonus situation yeah. uh, with uh, bonus in quarters instead of bonus in halves. I, I like it. Um, how about you? It creates different strategy at the end of games. 
doesn't it? You know, don't you think it makes the game go a little faster? Yeah, I think so. Now, uh, now that we're we're resetting for the fourth quarter, and you're not, you know, hacking up a storm in the last few minutes. Yeah, yeah. Um, what for those who don't know, I guess what what Jeff's talking about is it's um five fouls per quarter. Um, then then you sh- you shoot free throws. There are no more one on ones at all. It's all two shots after five fouls and a quarter. Uh, and then they reset. It goes back to zero uh, after each quarter. So, like the other night, um, Cedar Falls and Kennedy was was a tight game, and um, you know Cedar Falls had I think one foul with like a minute and a half, two minutes to go. Mm-hmm. So it kind of got screwed a little bit on that deal, um, just because you know you had to start you had to start hacking a little bit. But the shot clock does take some of that away too. You can just yeah. play um as well so it, yeah something uh you know get back to me in a month to see what yeah. i think about it julie but yeah it's not it, it's interesting yeah you know it, it's interesting i i was always the i always liked the pressure of the one-on-one honestly you know um that's just me and yeah. you know you get rid of that it's more of an nba type of a deal now and you know, no one-on-ones, but. Right. Um, the one the one thing I hope they don't adopt is the advance the ball after a timeout that they've got in the women's game. Um, I'm kind of a firm believer that you need to, you need to earn those 94 feet and uh, not get 50 of them handed to you just by calling a timeout. I 100% agree with you on that. You think that's something that could happen? I don't think so. Um, I hope not. Uh, It's in the women's game now. Um, So, you you know, you see, you know, the teams that are calling timeouts, you know, even if they're ahead or the team that has the ball at the end of a game instead of a team calling timeout after they score. So um, I'm not I'm not wild about that. And I hope uh, I hope we don't see that anytime soon at the high school level. Now that you saw the halves in the high school, what? Do you like the quarters and instead of the, the bigger half? Yeah, probably. Um, I'll tell you, I, I like the quarters in the women's game because it's one less TV timeout per half. Sure. Um, yeah, I, I, I prefer the quarters. I don't know why. I, I guess it's, you know, an added timeout in there for 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 both teams. But, uh, you know, just a, a chance to rest. So. We were talking about Iowa women. I guess we we got on uh, recruiting a little bit, but um, you know, obviously the the loss to Kansas State surprised a lot of people. But mm-hmm. I was able to come back and avenge that loss, and um, you know, seems to be playing you know real good basketball again right now, Chuck. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Um, they they overcame the the three game loss of Hannah Stolke to uh, unspecified injury, and she's back. She scored twenty one against. Wisconsin on uh, on Sunday and uh, they look good. Uh, you know, it's still a a really entertaining team, and uh, they're going to score a lot of points and draw a lot of fans and <laughs> get a lot of attention. So, um, you know, one more year of this, maybe two, and uh, uh, Iowa does have a good recruiting class coming in with uh, with Levine, the two Wisconsin girls, and two others. So, um, whether Clark stays or not. Uh, They'll put a pretty good product on the floor again next year. I was reading Greg Doyle is one of my favorite columnists. Uh, He's great. 
uh, and he had a really good, interesting column. I don't know if you read it the other day. About, I, I didn't have access to it. I wish I did. I'll see if I can I can get get you it just about Caitlin Clark and what she would mean to uh, mm-hmm. Indiana, Indianapolis. Uh, you know, women's the growth of women's basketball and uh, what he thinks could be. Uh, you know, he thinks she's going to be great for the WNBA. Mm-hmm. <laughs> essentially yeah. yeah uh as she's been for for the uh for the college the women's college game uh i mean can you can you see that sure. that her she'll continue this this stardom uh you know when she goes to the pro ranks and well yeah because WNBA. yeah where, wherever she goes now uh fans follow her uh they're sold out at Northwestern, which, you know, their, their women's teams really kind of hit rock bottom the last two or three years. They're sold out at Minnesota already. I think they're sold out at Rutgers, um, places that don't usually get big crowds, but they want to see her. They want to see the Hawks and, uh, um, the crowd up at Madison was probably 60, 40 Wisconsin. But as far as decibel level, is probably 70, 30 Iowa. Just really? because the people that were – I mean, they're, they're, there's a lot of people that bring their kids to games, um, young daughters, some young sons that, uh, that want to see her play. And uh, she signed another endorsement deal the other day with Gatorade. And um, she – you know, Halas called her the Pied Piper of women's basketball, and I think there's some truth to that. Um and she recognizes that and she embraces that. And she's, she is a good role model for, for young kids. Unless, you know, those deals with Gatorade and things like that, those aren't going to go away. once. No, turn. no, it's, it's not a deal. And on, at face value, she's better off staying because the NIL money, but that that's going to go with her. She's going to get endorsements. Yep. Uh, at the pro level as you know as long as she continues to play at a high level and she will I mean she, she's not going to be somebody that's just barely going to make a team she's going to be um, I don't know if I'd say she, she'll be a team's best player immediately but I think she'll become the face of the franchise on the billboards and all that stuff so whether it's in Indianapolis or Seattle or wherever she ends up going um, whether she should go or not I don't know I'm not an WNBA analyst I'm not a uh, a big time college basketball analyst. I don't know how her talent would go to the next level. I know she she'd be a fit though for somebody. As a reporter who's been in on this from from the beginning, Jeff, can you kind of inform or tell the people what it's been like to see this? It, I wouldn't say it's a circus because it, it's not a circus. Yeah, a circus it, has a, a bad connotation, but it's been yeah. something. Um. It's been a wild ride. How's that sound? Sure. Yeah, I, I understand what you. But you know, Iowa's um, slogan this year. You know, when they have the introductions and stuff like that. You know, they they've got their every school has it now. After the opposing team is announced, and they have the the stuff on the the big screen and all that. Well, their their motto is "Welcome to the show," and that's that's what it is. It's uh, and. And, you know, the, the lead showman is show person is it's not Lisa Bluter. It's, it's Caitlin Clark. (laughs) And, um, yeah, it's, it's been a wild ride. Uh, it's 
you know, Caitlin is somebody that uh, uh, is very engaging, very well spoken. She talks really fast, but uh, um, that's why she's we charming. <laughs> yeah, that, that makes it harder to keep up. But she, she she's charming, and and I understand why people embrace her. And it, and it's not just why it's not not just her basketball ability. I mean, she. You, you go to a game and afterwards she's trying to sign everybody's shoes or everybody's shirts as fast as she can. And, and she can't please everybody. And, and she, she can't please all of the media. I know she's got a lot of responsibilities. Uh, I wish she was a little bit more accessible. That's not her fault. Uh, you know, up at Wisconsin, um, she wasn't in the press room afterwards. And one of the Wisconsin media people said, you know, where's Caitlin? And, and, uh, you know, apparently she didn't feel good and that, that, that might be true. Maybe she didn't, but, uh, you know, it, it would be nice to, to get to talk to her a little bit more and a little bit more on one-on-one than, uh, than we get to. I can't imagine what her life is like. You think, no, I, mean, I, I, I can't either. even go out in public. No. And, and she's right. got, she's got people, you know, she's got people security with her often. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that fame is great, you know, to, to a point. Right. And, you know, there, there's not a whole lot of, you know, she, she's not living a typical college kid's life. And I would think there'd be times that she would like a little bit more anonymity. I would agree. I would agree. Uh, I wanted to ask you real quick just about LSU, which has seemed to have been one so popular after another so far. This yeah. The defending yeah. Yeah. You, you call this a wild ride, and and you you were, use the word circus. I think LSU might be a little bit more <laughs> circus than, than Iowa is. I, I, you know, if if I was on that beat at LSU, I think I'd be screaming for a way out. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, with Mulkey and with Reese and uh, all of that, and I think they just, uh, I think they just uh, dismissed released one of a player uh, yeah. the other day, and oh boy, that. Uh, that wouldn't be any fun at all, but, but they're, they're very, very good. It's a very good team and they might still be the favorite to win it. Wow. Wow. All right. Uh, before we wrap it up, anything else you want to hit Jeff that we kind of hit the high points here on the first show? No, I think we're good. Um, I think we got this thing off to a good start. Uh, the season's off to a good start and we're, you know, the the time goes slow it's they, everybody says it's a long season but uh you know you look up and we're almost to christmas and we've got yeah. some girls teams that have played six to eight games already and uh before you know it the the days are going to be getting longer and we're going to be we'll be in that postseason that we're already starting to talk about a little bit what do you have tomorrow night i'm going to go out to uh to prairie see the uh the hawks against kennedy um okay. see if kennedy can hang with them a little bit and i think that's a girl boy doubleheader I believe so. Yes, I believe All so. Right. Well, I'll get to, I'll, be, I'll get to see the Kennedy boys then too. Yeah, there you go. I'll be at Limbar for another girl boy doubleheader. Uh, Iowa City West is the opponent, so anxious to see the the Trojans and uh, the women of Troy. Do I have that no? Right? They're the Trojans now too. They are the Trojans too. They, okay. Yep, they've changed that. All right, so that's where I'll be tomorrow night. It's uh, at JT Linder for his Twitter feed at JEJE sixty six for mine. We do a lot of uh, features, game game coverage online uh, that unfortunately doesn't get in the newspaper because of our deadlines and things like that. Uh, I'll uh, p- 
pimp a little bit here too. I got a story on uh, on Cole's men's basketball team going in tomorrow as well. Off to a ten and one start after that kind of Cinderella finish last year, where um, they made it to the NCAA tournament as uh, the, the sixth and finals after being a sixth and final seed in the American Rivers Conference and kind of springboarded into to this season. So that'll be in the paper and online tomorrow and. Uh, I guess we called it both ways this time, didn't we? All right. One last thing. Uh, congratulations to our all-area football. Yes. Good call. Um, yeah, um, honorees, uh, including uh, Preston Reese and uh, Derek Weisskopf and Kurt Ritchie and uh, Grant, uh, uh, Grant Glauser and Race Heitman were our uh, offensive and defensive players of the year. So uh, a lot of a big Williamsburg flavor, but uh, – Golly, they earned it. They yep. sure did earn it, 100%. All right, for Jeff, this is Jeff on our uh, initial Call of Both Ways podcast of the season. We'll get back at you again, I think, next week before the holidays. Uh, thanks to Liz Kennedy for sitting in and uh, doing the recording and everything for us this week. Nathan Ford is on vacation. Or vacation. PTO. I guess that's vacation's not a thing. It's PTO. So anyway, thanks for joining us, folks. Uh, Interact with us. Read all our stuff. We appreciate everything. And uh, we will talk at you next week. Get a daily update from the Gazette with our daily news podcast. Add it to your podcast player or your Alexa-friendly device to get a bite-sized local news update each day. Check it out at thegazette.com slash podcasts.